Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Amber Hassenflug. Amber is a writer, podcaster, and digital marketer. She's the owner of Pacific Creative Studio, whose focus is helping small businesses utilize the power of internet marketing to grow their reach through creative ads and websites that convert. In addition to that, Amber is also the content coordinator for Squim Living Magazine, where she helps bring stories of local families to the community. Today, Amber and I are going to discuss AI technology, what it is and how it actually affects you. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mary. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, you've been a guest before because you're very knowledgeable. So you and I are going to talk <laughs> about AI. So why don't we start off with what is the definition of AI? AI stands for artificial intelligence, and it's essentially just a learning software. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like, what does learning software actually mean? So learning software means it's it's paying attention. Like, mm-hmm. um, okay, so it doesn't work until you give it input, right? And then it takes past experiences, past text, past content, and it, it regurgitates it. So it's taking stuff that's already out there and learning from it based on what you're telling it to do. Okay. So um, you have to put into it or somewhere people are putting information in for it to pull back out of. Yes, exactly. Now, I've had conversations with you in the past about AI, and Mm -hmm. you've talked about, I believe it's chat GPT, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I know I've heard you mention it Mm -hmm. in conjunction with AI, so can you fill us in on that, please? Sure. ChatGPT is actually probably one of the biggest AI technologies that's being talked about right now in in the news, in, in, in software development and all sorts of things. And all it really is, is it's almost like, it's actually almost like a version of Google, if I'm being honest, where you go to chat GPT and you say, um, you know, what's this thing or how can I do this or write me this piece of content. And then it searches out on the internet and brings back pieces, but gives you one cohesive thing rather than a list of places for you to go find the information yourself. Okay. So it kind of um, trolls for it. Would that be the right word? Uh, yeah. Uh, tro- I mean, trolling is one term for it. It, it crawls the internet like yeah. a spider. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It crawls the internet. It finds the information and then it gives you um, one cohesive piece with what you're asking for. Rather than, like I said, if you go to Google and you type in a question, it says, you know, 
um, well, here's a list of stuff with all, you know, that contains the information that you're asking for, right? Meanwhile, chat GPT, chat GPT and similar softwares are going out there, crawling the internet and then giving you one cohesive answer instead. Okay, so um, let's look at it a different way. Why would I want to use chat GPT? What would I actually use it for? Um, well, uh, honestly, if you're just looking for an answer really fast, rather than having to go out and research it yourself, chat GPT is a great tool. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the end all be all because obviously it still is imperfect, right? It's computer, it's robot. It's, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really think for itself. What it's doing is it's taking the information out there and regurgitating it. Right. So it's like, um, uh, a really good example is, uh, what? you know, my husband and I, we play Dungeons and Dragons. He went to chat GPT and he said, hey, make me a character sheet for a level nine wizard. Okay. And then it gave him a character sheet. And he's like, well, uh, put more emphasis on charisma. So then it changed all the stuff for him. And he said, well, give it a backstory. So then it wrote a story about it. Well, then it was maybe, you know, using something that he didn't like. So then he just asked it to change it. So really it was giving him the stuff, but he still had to lead it. He still had to instruct it. And, and that's one of the things about AI is that, yeah, it can do all these great things, but it still needs people to power it. Okay. So is chat, you know, if I'm looking for something on, on online, mm -hmm. I, I use Google as my browser. So, you know, you, you want something and people say, oh, just Google it. Mm -hmm. So is that the language now in artificial intelligence? Oh, just chat GPT. I mean, is chat GPT a browser that anybody can access or do you pay for this or how does that work? It's an open source software, which means that there's a place you can go on the internet and access this piece of software through a browser and use it just like Google. Google okay. is a software on the internet that you access through their website. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, so, this conversation is about artificial intelligence. So mm -hmm. why don't we dive in a little bit to how artificial intelligence is being used in our everyday lives right now? Let's um, yeah. just walk us through some examples. Absolutely. A lot of people are thinking, hey, you know, this is like the birth of AI, it's the dawn of AI. But the reality is that it's not. It's actually been around for a while. Uh, and a great example is, hey, Alexa, set a timer for me. Right. Alexa has to use its artificial intelligence to take your words, transcribe it into words that it understands, and then do the action that you asked it to do. Okay. Another really good example is your iPhone. You ever noticed how sometimes you pick it up and it recommends an app to open for you? Right. Uh, you pick it up and says, Oh, you know, I, you connected to Bluetooth. Are you looking to open Spotify or Apple music? That's artificial intelligence. It's learning based on the actions that you do to make the use of your phone more convenient for you. So that's artificial intelligence. It's just, it's learning, it's learning, uh, what you're doing. And it's, you know, just like chat GPT, it's taking content that's already on the internet and, and, and making it, you know, cohesive for you. So when I look at my phone mm -hmm. and I have a photo shoot scheduled for my husband, mm -hmm. um, I'll notice on my phone, like a reminder, you know, mm -hmm. it's something will pop up on my home screen that'll say, mm -hmm. it's a, 
traffic is is um good today it's a you know 27 minute drive to get to this yep. location so ai is doing that it's seeing what's on our calendar on our phone and 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 putting it giving me that message then to a point yes that that is part of because it's learning right it's learning hey you have to physically go to this location and traffic says this, like it's pulling in information from the internet, but it's still, you know, even still, it's not like, um, you know, it's not self-aware. Like it still needs that input. You still had to say, I have an appointment at this address at this time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, but it is, it is still artificial intelligence. Yes. Just like, uh, you know, um, if you have the right settings on your phone turned on, you can say, you know, Hey Siri, when I leave the, you know, when I leave work today, remind me to get milk at the store. And then Siri, and here's well, what I found. my Siri just woke up because I talked to it. <laughs> Hello, Siri. <laughs> so, you know what, when you talk about Siri though, that, let's get serious because um, <laughs> I will, is this artificial intelligence? I'm in my car driving. And I, my phone is connected to my car. So it's connect, it's an Apple device. And so my car happens to have a big screen and it has this program. And so I can um, just look at Mm -hmm. the screen and hit the um, icon for a text message, right? And Mm -hmm. I can tap that and, you know, then I'll see that it has, let's say your name there. Mm -hmm. I just had been texting with you and I remembered I needed to tell you something and I'll tap that Mm -hmm. and I'll say something like, Amber, don't forget to um, set your alarm for tomorrow. We have an early podcast or whatever the case may be. Right. And so it's Siri that is transcribing what I'm saying and putting it into a text format, correct? Uh, that's actually a talk to text piece of software. Okay. That's not, that's not actually AI. That's just a different form of, of software. Cause it's not really learning. It's just, uh, well, it isn't, it isn't, it has a form of AI in it because if you use it enough, it starts to pick up on the, the little, um, uh, subtleties of how you use language of how you say certain words. And so if you're going in and correcting it often enough, like I didn't say this, I said this. And it's a word that you say a lot. Like, for example, you know, my son's name uh, is is Sawyer. And so sometimes uh, for the first few times when I'd say his name, it would spell it weird. It would do something different. And so then I would go in and correct it. Now, whenever I'm using talk to text and I say Sawyer, it hears me. It understands what I'm saying. So there's an element of AI, of learning technology to it. But the actual talk to text piece isn't necessarily AI. Does that make sense? Yes. And thank you for clarifying that because I I will read a message that I just talked and the typos in there, I mean, they've changed my words mm-hmm. and, I'm, and then you read the message and yeah. it's like playing that old telephone game, you know, where <laughs> somebody says something and by the time the fourth person, it gets down to them, it is nothing what you yeah. said before. And if you hit that text button before you proof what you're sending which is you can't do while you're driving well actually when you're driving you can just cancel it because she reads it back to you and you're like that's so not what I just (laughs) it's not even close (laughs) it would be embarrassing if I sent that so okay right right so so there's an element of learning to it there's an element of AI where if you correct the stuff enough it will remember but it's not actually like in itself a learning software okay 
Thank you for clarifying that. Mm -hmm. So um, do you, can you give us just a few more examples of AI in our everyday life? Um, well, I mean, things like, uh, I'm trying to think, because uh, there's some things that are still driven, that are still pieces of software that are driven, right? Like it's AI is not like you visit a website and then you start seeing ads for that all the time. That's not AI. That's, you know, tracking cookies that are in your, in your software. Um, but like uh, a really good example is Facebook. Okay. Okay. So when you're on Facebook, it's keeping track of what you like and what you don't like. It, it's making it very clear. Like it actually notices when you click on something to read it. It notices what you're commenting on. It notices what you're liking. So then have you ever been scrolling to Facebook? And of course you have ads that say sponsored, but have you ever seen one of those ones that says um, recommended for you? Yes. Like if I was on Google and I was looking for um, wool braided rugs, next mm -hmm. thing I know I'm on Facebook and I'm posting a post for compass and clock and there's ads for braided rugs. I'm like, hmm. What? That's actually not the same thing, believe it or not. That is just tracking cookies okay. uh, where it picks up those, those cookies because alphabet Google's parent company works with Meta, which is Facebook's parent company. And so it'll say, hey, if this person has shown an interest in this product uh, or like the um, the website that you maybe went to, okay, mm -hmm. had a cookie in it that was a face, it's called a Facebook pixel, which is a tracking code. And mm -hmm. so Facebook will say, oh, you went to our website. I'm going to show you an ad. That's not quite the same thing. It's more like um, if I would, like, I like to read a lot of articles that are like, oh, uh, 20 tweets that we loved this week, or, um, you know, these, uh, these people are having the worst week ever, uh, you know, probably worse than yours. Like I like to read those articles. I'm, I'm terrible about it, but I will click on them nine times out of 10, just because I'm like, Ooh, you know, content to read. Like I like to read what other people are writing, what other people are experiencing. And so because I click on enough of those, now I'm seeing more of them in the recommended for you, not necessarily the sponsored ones, the ads, but rather, hey, we notice you like these. I want to show you more of this content so you'll stay on our website longer. Okay, so that's artificial intelligence. Yes, can, that piece of it is artificial intelligence. Can you give a, um, an example of artificial intelligence like in an industry, whether it's in healthcare or, um, you know, how artificial intelligence um, has a role maybe in um, jobs? Like is artificial intelligence part of um, trying to use ro robots or um, technology to kind of do some of the healthcare in a hospital? Um, not so far, not that I'm really aware of okay. just because again, it requires any AI requires input. Right. Okay. And sometimes it's just basically, you know, the, the, you know, the basic tech word algorithm, I'm going to say the buzzword here, the algorithm, but it's mostly like, Hey, you know, based on all of these things, right? It, it's almost like a quiz, right? If this, then this, if this, then this, that's okay. not really AI because it's a actual coded algorithm saying, if they do this, then do this. If they do this, then do this. It's not actually like watching, you know, like, uh, for, for example, with chat GPT or Jasper or those other like copywriting softwares, you can say, 
write me an article about the dangers of swimming after eating and write it in the style of Oprah. Okay, that uses AI because that's going out on the internet. It's taking out all this information and then it's writing it and it's learning based on all the content that Oprah has out there and like her style of writing and it'll do that. Okay, that's AI. Uh, meanwhile, saying, hey, I have this symptom and this symptom and this symptom, what could it be, right? Like WebMD, that's not AI. <laughs> that's just saying, hey, all of these things include these symptoms. Uh, and these ones specifically have all of the ones that you listed. That it, it's explain it better, different. thank you. Yes. So again, you're using the, the word chat, chat GPT. So mm -hmm. how is chat GPT going to really change how we're using AI then? Uh, chat GPT has made AI more accessible. The okay. thing is, chat GPT is, is it's the open source software that people use for the for, for this AI, you know, revolution basically. And uh, it's, it's actually on its third rendition. It's been around for a while. It just wasn't as well known and it wasn't as accessible as it is now. So it's really, and it, at the end of the day, it's still just a tool. Like it still needs human input, right? Just like uh, self-checkout, right? At the store, it still needs a human to run it. Mm -hmm. It can't just do it itself. Okay. So then how can you tell if the computer software program is using artificial intelligence? Can you give us an example of yeah. what is and what isn't using sure. AI? Sure. Me opening a program and showing the, the, the things that I just used that's not AI. That's saying, hey, this is your most recent document, right? Meanwhile, my computer telling me, hey, it's 9 a.m. Are you wanting to open your Chrome browser? Because that's what you normally do every day at 9 a.m. That's AI because it's watching what I'm, what, you know, my, my habits, it's watching what I'm doing and learning. So it can give me suggestions based on my, my actions. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so AI um, has been around and it will just keep getting better. So how can we see benefits using AI in our aging process, so to speak, whether, you know, from a, a, a school age, elementary school upwards, or, you know, somebody middle age, senior, et cetera, how can AI benefit our aging process? Well, the biggest thing that I see right now, like the right now, right now picture is like, again, you know, you open your phone and it gives you suggestions. So like, for example, I may not have a Kindle on my homepage of my phone, right? But if I open Kindle every night around like 10 p.m. before I go to bed, it's going to suggest, hey, it's 10 p.m. Did you want to open Kindle? So I don't have to go digging through my apps to find it. It suggests it for me and it just makes the process easier, um, in terms of moving forward, I imagine it will be very similar, right? Like, hey, you know, every time you come to the store, you pick up eggs. Should we add this to your shopping list? Like, it, it's really just, uh, it's, it's a tool to make our lives easier. It's not self-aware. It's nothing like that. It's just, it's just a tool that learns based on what we're doing to, to make things more convenient for us. Okay. 
Um, I can use a tool that makes things a little more convenient and um, yeah. remember some things. Right. So if someone isn't tech savvy right now, no matter their age, it's it's not an age thing, whether you're tech savvy or not. No, absolutely not. Yeah. How can AI help improve their tech savviness, if, if that's even a word? Um, can you show us how this can help break down these walls and the barriers for others that, you know, feel that they're tech challenged? Sure. Again, it's just going to make softwares easier for us to use because it's going to notice how you're using them. It's going to notice what you're doing, you know, how you're using and what you use it for, and then start tailoring that experience to fit you based on your needs and your habits and, and the way that you use the software. You know, the way that I use Google Chrome is very different than the way that you use Google Chrome. The way that I use, um, you know, uh, Kindle, I buy a lot of, you know, business books and it notices that, right? And and still that's not, I mean, Amazon isn't exactly AI, but it does have that capability of saying, hey, we notice you're buying a lot of business books. Here's, uh, here's, here's a popular one that that's, you know, you haven't bought yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's, there's a level of AI to that because it's learning, right? It's paying attention to what you're doing. However, if I completely clear out, you know, if I close that account and I start a new one and do the same thing, it's going to tell me the same thing, okay. right? Um, it's, it's, and it's, it's just watching what we're doing, but not in a way that's necessarily creepy. Like, it's not like, oh, this person looks like they're going to be doing something illegal. It's just like, hey, we noticed that you've been looking at this thing a lot. Um, you know, and, and some of that is just tracking, tracking codes. And some of it is is AI where, you know, it's constantly learning. Patterns. Yes, patterns. So it's really not, um, it doesn't matter what your tech savviness is or not. Yeah. Okay. No, it's really just there to make, to, to honestly, it's there as a tool to make things easier to use. Okay. So I feel like I'm more educated on artificial intelligence right now after this conversation. Um, so thank you, Amber, for um, helping me understand it better and our listeners. Sure. Um, I mean, the thing is that AI is in the news and there's a lot of fear mongering around it right now, right? Like, oh, it's going to take jobs. It's going to do this. The reality is that that's not what it is. It's a tool and it still needs human interaction and human input to work. Thank you for that final statement that that yeah. was necessary, I would say, because there are people that are like scared of it and it's they shouldn't yeah. be. So. There's a lot of movies about it, you know, like the matrix, like, oh, AI had this uprising. AI isn't self-aware. I mean, it can have some attitude, right? I'm not going to lie. That's one thing that chat GPT did have recently where people are like, I'm getting this output and it's kind of angry, but then you look at all the stuff that was on the internet and there's a lot of angry stuff out there. So of course it's going to regurgitate angry stuff. So it's, it's not really self-aware. It's just um, spitting back out what was already put in. That's right. Yeah. It's like Dwight from the office. Like you have to be really specific with it or it will, it'll do its own thing. And it may not be the the output that you want. That's a good example. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Amber. It's always a pleasure to do a podcast with you. I always learn something after our podcasts are over and to our listeners, thank you again. And until next week, take care and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.